expansion pack monthly expansion pack a couple days late this month but it's still halloween in our hearts forever it's halloween spooky for season goes until like the week before thanksgiving spooky mm-hmm. spooky season goes forever spooky season is for life that's how i feel you should always watch horror movies and play horror games that's what you should do don't don't hold it to a certain time of year definitely do it through christmas it's better than doing christmas activities the Nightmare Before Christmas did Halloween a lot of favors this, this season. Really extended all the way through through December. Sure. Sure, I'll give it that. Uh, welcome to the Expansion Pack. Members only, uh, super secretive, monthly, Patreon only episode. Uh, last month I talked about how we would we'd all, we would all play uh, a Halloween game and then talk about it on the show. And here we are, ready to do that. Um, We're here. I thought uh, I, I thought up names for all of you. Well, uh, Jeremy already did. I was just going to use your Twitter one, but we'll just be scary. We'll just have scary names for this one. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Hell Tracer Johnson. I'm Jerwolf. Yeah, <laughs> American Jerwolf. I think that was the first thing you had. Which it was originally was yeah, an American Jerwolf, and I was going to say I was in a b- bunch of different places, and then it just didn't. It was not fun to do. Is American Jerwolf in Paris or? Uh, a European Jerwolf in Danville. I was originally in in the uh, uh, Savoy Walmart, an American Jerwolf in the Savoy Walmart, and then it was Jerwolf in the bathroom, and then I kind of fell off after that. Those are both good ones. I was. Uh, I, was I didn't think of one, but I'll be Jew on the Grudge. Oh, there you go. That's better. I was going to call you That's John. I was going to call you John Kula. That was my. <laughs> That's what I or, or John Kenstein was my two. I was gonna call names. you Johnny Q Public. That's not Halloween like. I think John Kula sounds funny because <laughs> it's like Count Chocula, sort of, but John Kula. But yeah, we are here to talk about uh, horror games, Halloween games, some of my favorite games. And uh, for this for this month's episode, the whole reason I came up with it was because there was a game I bought like years ago, like probably two or three years ago. This like um, uh, Lovecraftian mystery game or whatever that I heard was good somewhere. Sinking City is this game that I bought kind of out of nowhere because it was on sale. It was like 20 bucks and I bought it a long time ago and I was like, oh, this game looks great. I'll play it. Never played it. Sat like in my, sat in my uh, games forever. I ended up putting it in my sealed file, my sealed folder. Never touched it. And I was like, you know what? I should make myself play that game. So my whole idea was that we do this Halloween episode so I could play Sinking City. And I finally did. That's a good idea. I'm curious, curious to hear about that because <laughs> I always see that game. I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. And, and you know, it's, it was like a $40 game or something like that. And, you know, then it's found started going on sale for. Or, it's on or, sale a lot. Yeah. Price. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you um, would I'm like it. Hear about it. I think you would like it. I just, uh, I just couldn't really vibe with it at the moment, I guess. I like, I started playing it, you know, and it's like, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a mystery murder mystery game, you know, and I was just kind of running around and I was having a hard time figuring out what to do. Like I got lost pretty quickly at the beginning and I wasn't really, I don't know, I wasn't really feeling it. I was like, uh, and plus the, it, and when I started playing it, it was right after like persona came out and I was like, so in that world, you know, and I was like, I don't want to stop playing persona. 
So I tried. So I tried playing it for a few hours. I, I do want to go back to it. I just, I just was wasn't feeling it at the time. It has. It sort of has this like, uh, what's it called? Like mind palace, I guess is what they call it. And you press like down on the, on the controller, and and you can turn everything into like where you can see like the events that happened for whatever murder that you're trying to investigate and all that. And I guess it was a little bit too much like investigation. I couldn't really tell what I was supposed to do. And I saw a bunch of shit, but I didn't, but I was just kind of like running in circles, just trying to figure out what was happening. And I was like, I was like, what's going on here? So, so I was like, I was like, well, let's look at, I was like, let's look at the other stuff that I have in my sealed category and, or my sealed folder or whatever. And the other game that I had in my sealed folder, which I hadn't played yet, which I bought a couple months ago, was Resident Evil, the first one, the GameCube remake. And I was like, oh, okay. hey, I was like, hey, I should play that game. Because, uh, you know, it's a very, it's an important game. Like, John and I would have never met each other if that game didn't exist. Because that True. was the whole reason that we met. Because a friend of ours, Chris Chris Leeson, was going to play, Was told me he was going to watch somebody play the new Resident Evil on GameCube. And I was like, oh, somebody has that? I want to come with you. And it ended up being John who had yeah. that game. Yeah, and then my uh, roommate took the TV and I needed a place to <laughs> I needed a place to play it, so Chris said, "Oh, go up to Trey's place." That's how I went. Oh, yep. the, oh then we came over there because I went with Chris to your place, and then maybe when we got there, you didn't have the TV, and I was like, "Just come to, just come to our, whatever, our dorm room apartment, whatever." And then we played it there. But yeah, it was. A, I mean, it's a game I have a, you know, have a lot of, a lot of great memories of, and I, I've I've talked about it before on the show, like how I played, how I like beat the game in less than three hours once, you know, which. Which a lot of those Resident Evil games are meant to like just play, be played like over and over and over again, and and then you know all the ins and outs, and you can just go and do everything quicker. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll try that game. So I so I jumped back in. I started playing Resident Evil One again, and I was just kind of like, at first I was like, ah, I was like, this game is this game is kind of annoying. I, I kind of like rage quit because I got killed by these fucking dogs that I couldn't shoot like on the on the porch in the back. Was this the the controls kind of fighting against you? Well, I mean, I haven't played a game like this in a while. Like it, it's it's been you know, and and it's it well. I guess I should mention that there's different controls on this one. Uh, this version has some updates from the GameCube version. This one has you can play it to where wherever you point the stick to, that's the way that you run. So you can do it non tank controls if you want to. And I started playing it like that at first, but I found it kind of more confusing for me. Because I wanted the when the camera switches, right? You're you're continuing in that direction, even though you might be holding the stick in the opposite or a different direction from where the new perspective is, right? Well, it does. It, it's yeah, it does that with the well with the new control style, like the modern controller or whatever it calls it in the game. Yeah, you instead of like you know in the original Resident Evil, you only press up. Up is the only thing that moves you, and wherever you're pointed, up will move you forward. As like I said, tank controls. So basically. You turn, and then you go forward or backwards. Or you turn, and then you go forward or backwards. And this other one is just like everywhere you push on the analog stick, that's the way you run to. So it's kind of more like something like Mario, like 3D Mario, would what I would what I would say. Like when you're doing like a 3D um, platformer, and there's no like strafing or turning or whatever. It's, it's just like whatever way you point, that's the way you run. That's how it would be in like Mario or that type of thing. And I actually found that like more confusing than just doing the regular tank controls. So I just switched it back to regular tank controls. And it does do, like you're saying, when you when you change the camera angle, whatever angle you're changing, you're holding, it will continue for you to run that way. But that, once you bring the gun into it and you start trying to aim at shit, it seems way more confusing. 
than just doing the fucking tank controls. So I switched it back. And I even tried one of the one of the original control styles, which I actually played on the GameCube one. And it's cool that they included it, this in there, but it doesn't work quite as well because you don't have the uh, analog triggers. But one of the original cl- control styles that I really liked on the GameCube game was the one where you uh, held the R button to, to walk, and if you hold it all the way down and it clicks, you run. So it like, mm-hmm. does kind of like analog, but it's on the triggers. And you can only do that with the GameCube controller. Obviously, you can't do it with the, with the Switch one. But they, they, but you can use that control, but on the Switch one, in order to do it, you basically, it's kind of similar to like what they had for Super Mario Sunshine, where you hold down ZR, and then you hold on hold down R also, and that makes you run. So you hold down one, and you walk, and then you hold both of them, and you run. And that's kind of, con- that's a little cumbersome, too. So I tried doing that for a minute, and I was like, meh. So I went back to the to the tank controls. Because tank controls are better for me, especially when you're, like, trying to fight zombies. Because it's just, like, forward and back. Like, you don't need to f- try to remember which button is going to be run whatever way. You just hit up, and that'll move wherever you're facing, you know. And if you press back, you'll go back. That's that's why I did it. Because yeah. I, felt, I felt like the other thing kind of confused me in the fixed camera angles and all that. And I feel like I'm always going to be guessing, like, which way is whatever. And it's going to, you know, I don't know. It confused me more. The tank controls always take like a good minute to get used to again, but once it clicks, it clicks. Uh, it's never clicked for me. <laughs> I mean, it was it was annoying at the time, but when I tried going back to it and playing it with a different control style, I just needed to go to the tank controls. I guess like it just, I was like, I I was like, I, I think I need as cumbersome as it is, and it probably is better to play it the other way. I think it just works better for me because I'm used to playing it that way, you know. So that's. So it kind of stuck to that, but I was trying to like, you know, I was trying to get around the game and I was almost dead. I was run. I actually, I ended up, I tried playing it on regular mode, you know, and I automatically ran out of ammo like really quickly. And I'm yeah. like, well, fuck, I have no ammo. I can't kill anybody. I always played as, I always play as Jill. I've never played, I've never played through Chris's story ever. It's always been Jill over and over and over again. I've never played Chris's story on that game. It's like, I should try that once. I was thinking, I was like, maybe I should try it through Chris. I've never done it. Because I like Jill better, because she she starts with a gun. Chris, you don't get a gun. You got to knife that first zombie. And I don't like doing that. Plus, Chris has less space in his bag too. I think Chris Chris has six spots, and Jill has eight spots. And eight spots in itself is already hard to to handle. You know, hard to hard to manage and all that. So that was that's a whole other thing too. I mean, going back to this game was just basically like, you know, you have to teach yourself again how to play Resident Evil. You know, it's like there's not a whole game, a whole lot of games like this. Like, you know, there's there's no auto saves whatsoever. Um, you have a limited amount of saving that you can do, like through ink ribbons and stuff like that. So whenever you save, you have to realize that it's like this is an important save. Like you can't like save scum like I normally do, where you just like save constantly, you know, so you don't lose anything. Even though I still I did that, I think I ended up saving like a total of like 37 times through the whole thing. Like, cause I beat the game. I beat it on Sunday night. No, not Sunday night. Saturday night. So I wanted to make sure and get all the way through. But I, wow. but, but I was like, I think there's like a forty some uh, ink ribbons total in the whole game. But there are many a times where I ran out of ink ribbons, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna keep going, and let's see how far we can get, <laughs> you know, without getting killed. There's only there's only a few times where there's like unfair kills. Like there's some parts where you have to deal with boulders, which are stupid. You know, we have to run away from boulders, and if you run the wrong way, you easily get squished in the game. I forgot about the whole thing, but the limited ink ribbons and oh, yeah. the limited saves, that's a pretty unique uh, feature in games that 
didn't repair too much besides Resident Evil. It's it, part it, of what makes the game like so stressful. It's because you yeah. have limited saves, and you could ba- you could literally save yourself into a corner with no ammo or yeah. You can. I ended up finishing the game. I I I I started over on easy just because the normal mode was kind of seemed kind of tough. Even though I'm sure I've gotten through it before. I was just like, I'm not really getting into this, so I'm just gonna go to easy mode. And there's a very easy mode too. Like, because you know, at the beginning, it, it'll ask you like, would you rather like climb up a mountain in this way? Would you rather do this thing? Like, they ask you questions about about how you would like take a challenge or whatever in the original one. Yeah. And the middle, and I picked the middle one, which is actually easy, I guess. And the top one is normal, and there's a very easy mode also on the bottom. Because I thought I'd pick the hard mode because I ran out of, I couldn't even kill the first zombie with the bullets they gave me. So I'm like, okay, this is this isn't fair. So so I was so I was doing that, and then I came back and and I, I forget what I was like. I was trying to get, I was like almost dead. I had like no herbs whatsoever, and I ran all the way to like the side porch of the mansion, and I knew there were herbs there. But there's also like dogs that are outside of the outside of the fence. So I went over there to try to get those herbs there to like heal myself before the dog ate me. And I was trying to shoot the dog and use the herbs, and I ended up getting killed. And that's where I like kind of like rage quit. I'm like, ugh, fuck this game. But then I slept on it, and I woke up, and I was like, you know what? I want to go back and play Resident Evil again. So I just like went back to it, and then I just kept playing it every day until I beat it. And my uh, my time was like. 12.48, or no, 11.48. Almost 12 hours. Which is, like, way... Like I said, I beat it in three hours once. But the game is fucking long. Like, I didn't... I, I, I don't... Like, playing through it this time, I'm like... I'm like, I don't understand how I got through it in three hours. Because there's a lot of shit. And they really, like... They, like, uh, over... They stuff the fuck out of it. Like, there's a lot of it that's kind of like, oh, do we really need to do this? Like, dude... You know, some, some of the, some of the like, puzzles that you do are, like, super fluff. Very much like yeah. fluff, where it's like I don't. It's like yeah, I already found this thing, but do I need to get a outside frame for it also before I put it in a thing? Like there's there's stuff like that. The game is nearly thirty years old. The, the source material. Yeah, I mean, but it still it still was fun though. Like I I really liked playing it again. It was nice to. It was really nice to play like a game like this because they like I said they don't really do games like this at all. Like uh, I guess spoiler for for this for the next coming show or maybe this show too if we if we don't have enough if we need more filler but i got resident evil village as well on cloud and uh it's so different like when you play resident evil one versus whatever the newest resident evil i mean resident evil village is dumb like this is a dumb game i mean it's fun (laughs) but it's stupid it's incredibly stupid like it's like it's like a borderline like uh you know it's it's like a comedy game like like the it's the part where your hand gets cut off and then you just stick it back on and then all of a sudden it's fine. It's like this it's like this game is fucking ridiculous. You know, it's just like out there humor, you know, it's like slapstick humor is what it feels like. Like slapstick humor with blood, you know, it's like it's like horror comedy. You know, it's like the complete opposite of like the seriousness of like the first Resident Evil and the Resident Evil remake and all that. And I was so impressed by that game because I remember telling people, and I'm pretty sure it is, it's like eighty percent new shit. You know, you have like this small thing from the from the PlayStation One game, but then you have this whole extra thing outside of the mansion. You have like the daughter, you have Lisa, like who's basically like Leatherface, like is wearing her mom's face and all that. And you have that whole side thing, cool. and there's this and there's all those caverns and all this shit that's like aside from like the mansion. Like there's a lot more than just what you know from the rig from the regular PlayStation One game. Plus, you have to burn the zombies, right? Well, yeah, they come back. They well, they'll get back up later if you don't burn them. Yeah, 
So I start I started burning them because they yeah they will they will come back as like um they're called like crimson heads or something like that because they turn red mm-hmm. after they're on the ground and and they act differently That's they right. have they have really long claws and they can swipe at you and they move much they're faster quicker. too right yeah yeah when they when they get back I was always amazed at, at the remake the fact that it came out just five years after the original and was it one, that close? the fact that it it was that close yeah oh. ninety six was the original two thousand one. Was or was it two thousand one? It was two thousand two because I wasn't I was I wasn't in uh I wasn't at Columbia was like, yet until two thousand two. Yeah, right. It was it was spring two thousand two. So it was like five years and change after the original, right? And like this the the vast difference in that amount of time, the, the way that the game looked, obviously, and the way that the game matured and, and uh you know they, they did a bunch of quality of life uh additions to it. Um, like I don't, I can't think of a, such a, a drastic improvement on an already great game in such a short amount of time as that. And and there had only been there had only been like what three other Resident Evils at that That's time because right. there, there was because there was two in the Dreamcast one as well. Yeah, there was two and three in Code Veronica were the ones that had yeah. come out since then. And of course, this was the time of the Capcom Five. You know that all the. Mm-hmm. All the like uh, promises that Capcom had made to us GameCube havers and all that, where it's like, well, we're going to do this Resident Evil remake, and then we're going to do Resident Evil Four exclusive for GameCube, and and we're going to do like Piano Three or Four or whatever it was called, and there was that Dead Phoenix game that everybody thought was maybe a Kid Icarus game, but it never happened. And Beautiful Joe. Beautiful Jeff Joe. Ives. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful Joe was part of it too. I don't remember. Yeah, because there was like Piano was a Piano whatever it was Resident Evil Four Beautiful Joe. Dead Phoenix. I don't remember what the fifth one was. There, not all of them came out, but yeah, it was like was the, the was the original remake. Was that part of the? Well, but, that was part of the five, right? Not not four. I thought Resident Evil not Four Resident was Evil part 4. was part of the Capcom Five. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. No, because that's that was later. Because I remember hearing about the, the Capcom Five at the dorms. I didn't live at the dorms when four came out. We'll have to see. I'll look it up. Continue on. I'll find it. Okay, so number five, which I can't believe I didn't remember it. Number five was Killer Seven, which is oh, one right. of my which was one of my favorite horror games ever because it's fucking terrifying. I love that game. Just I just love the sound design of it. Like the way people talk in that game is just creepy as fuck. Like there's this one dude Travis that you talk to who's like dead, and, Not he, had, and he has this like uh, yeah before touchdown, uh, but he has this like whispery like i'm like my throat's been cut voice that sounds like so creepy but i just love it he's just like he like kind of talks like that and it's really scary but yeah the original the original capcom 5 it's actually on wikipedia uh piano 3 beautiful joe resident evil 4 killer 7 and dead phoenix were the capcom 5 so resident evil 4 was part of the capcom 5 so and they were unveiled by Capcom in late 2002, and it was, yeah, supposed, it was supposed to come out the next year. So, so it was, this was after the Resident Evil remake had already came out. So there you go. And all of them came out except for <laughs> Dead Phoenix. Poor Dead Phoenix. That was right there in the title. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember IGN doing a whole bunch of articles about uh about how that being uh that being like the you know being like the uh, Kid Icarus game that we all wanted. 
wanted and hoped for, which is weird because Capcom has nothing to do with Kid Icarus. Like, why would they be making a Kid Icarus game? But I guess at the time they thought that since it was a Nintendo exclusive that maybe it would have been a Kid Icarus thing. say about the resident evil remake well i mean i think there's still stuff to say i for some reason i think that the that the one on switch like the hd version of it i think it's a little bit slower than the gamecube version like loading wise Mm. like i feel like it takes like because you still have to you know you have to go through the doors where you stop and you open the door and uh, and the door opens and you come through it i don't maybe you can only do this in your in your like in your like new game plus or whatever but in the GameCube one, I realized that you could skip that. You could press start and yeah. you could actually skip through the doors opening. That was a big deal. But I don't know if you could do it at the beginning or not, because I tried doing it a bunch on this one, and it would not let me do it. And also, whenever you like save your game, whenever you load your game, it sounds, it feels like way lo- like it takes a lot longer than the original GameCube game did. I wanted to, I'm sure there's some YouTube videos out there where somebody like compared the loading and all that, but it seemed like it took a lot longer, especially even like going between the doors. It felt like it was long. It took longer to like go through the door, and then it like waits a second, and then it shows you there, and it just seemed like so much slower. Like it felt like it was much faster on the other one. Uh, when I when I beat it, um, when I beat it, I actually I beat it like I ended up beating it three times because I kept fucking up the ending because <laughs> you uh, you get you get different endings depending on how many people live, and you get the best ending if everybody lives. And fucking Barry. Barry kept getting killed at the end there. Because at the very end, you fight the tyrant, or as Jeremy and I would refer to him as a heart boy. Because <laughs> he was because he had the giant heart and he was on the front cover of the game. But uh, yeah, you fight heart boy. And you, you fight him on the roof. And you know you basically shoot him for a while. And then, the, was it Brad? I think is his name. In the helicopter, he drops a... He'll, he'll drop a... Um, drop a rocket launcher down and you pick it up and you shoot him with the rocket launcher and that's how it ends. But during that time you have Chris and Chris and Barry fighting with you. That is if you let them live, because there's a bunch of different things you can do as to whether, well, Chris, you have to find all the Mo discs, which I remember that because that was always a joke where it's like, I don't need no Mo discs because it's called the Mo discs. That's something that was changed as well because the Mo discs in the original one, you put those into game cubes. Like they were little, uh, they were little computers that looked like game cubes. Now they look now they look a little bit more like computers, but I do remember there were little GameCubes in the game that you put the Mo discs in. But now that it's like on every system, they kind of change those a little bit, so they don't look as GameCube-y as I remember. They do still kind of look cubish, but they don't look as like. I mean, in the original one, I was like, "That's GameCube right there." So, uh, so you got to get all the Mo discs, and then you got to let Chris out at the end there. And and when the when the when you're all fighting the the tyrant, you have to make sure that Barry or Chris don't get killed. And Barry was fucking getting his ass killed like every time, like every like by the time they drop they drop the fucking uh, rocket launcher, the tyrant has his fucking claw like in the middle of Barry's chest, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I like try to shoot him, 
and then at the end it shows just you and Chris and it doesn't show it doesn't show Barry and I'm like what the fuck so I had, so I kept doing it. it took me three times on the third time finally I like I was just I was like I'm just gonna follow the tyrant so I was just following the tyrant from one thing to another just shooting him over and over and over and over again and and by the time the 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 rocket launcher dropped Barry was nowhere to be seen so I could actually kill him without Barry getting in the way there and getting killed so. And then the ending was just the same thing, but then it just cuts to Barry with his gun being like, mm, and he's, he's still alive, and, and that's that. But this new version, this new version also has a has a achievements in there, which is cool. It has little achievement points. So like you can unlock you can basically unlock achievements for getting different endings. And when you and you can watch all of the different endings that you get, and you get achievements for like you can you can get an achievement for like getting it all the way through with like Chris or Jill and not saving anybody, like having everybody die. Like, that's its own achievement, where you get an achievement for saving everybody. Uh, I burned a bunch of the zombies, like Jeremy was saying, so they didn't get back up. I got achievements for that as well. Uh, you get achievements for collecting all of the items in the game, like, stuff like that. One thing that is really, really good, speaking of, like, uh, quality of life stuff, is the different coloring on the map. Where, like, I don't think they did this in the original Resident Evil game, where it's, like, it's either, like, red or green, depending on whether you collected all the items in the game, in 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 the in that area. So you always, instead of like having to like, well, you don't know where to go. You just look at your map and you're like, oh, well, the green one there, I didn't get everything there. So I need to go back there. No, I think it's a, it's either red or it's like a, or it's like a, a light gray. It's light gray if everything's gone and it's red if it's still in there. I'm thinking green and red because Resident Evil Village does the same thing where it's like, I think it's green if there's still stuff there and it's red if you want to come back. But it's just, it really helps like to be like, oh, well, I'm stuck. What do I need to do? It's like, well, I just need to go back to these rooms that aren't finished yet you know so if there's some sort of like lock in there or something that you haven't opened yet it'll be a different color on the map so you know that you have the whenever you have the thing you need to do you need to go back to that place so so that's that really helps a lot and that and that was really cool i was like all right well that's how i find that shit and i did find i did try to collect everything but towards the end there like i had so much fucking healing items where it's just like uh i'm just gonna leave some of these herbs on the ground because i don't fucking need them but I did some of the extra stuff. Like, there's that guy who gets like poisoned by the snake, and if you like, and you have to run and get the and get the um, you have to get the antidote in time. And if you come back, you get his you get his gun, and he comes back and fights the snake with you. There's all this like really cool stuff that I forgot, where you can where you can do all these where you can play through the game multiple times and you can do different things, and there'll be different scenes. There's something that happens in the basement where there's like a cell or something. If you help somebody out, they come back and help you sometime later. I'm- Vaguely remembering this. Well, you're probably thinking of the snake guy because that's the first time the you, snake you guy. see him. Well, there's a guy who's a who's poisoned by the snake that you run into, and you have to go get you have to go get an antidote. And if you don't get the antidote by a certain amount of time, then he'll die. But if you get the antidote and you come back, then he'll you give him the antidote and he kind of just like rolls over. But then when you find the snake that bit him later, he'll show up and be like, "What's up, motherfucker?" And then he'll fight the snake with you. Hmm. And it's pretty cool. Like I had forgotten that he would that he would show up and help you. The like, same sort of thing, you know. Barry, like good old Barry, Jill Sandwich, Barry, Master of Unlocking, Barry. Uh, he, uh, you know, he's always Oops, this is not Chris's blood, Barry. He's he's always fucking up like crazy. He doesn't actually say Master of Unlocking on the remake. Also, I was kind of disappointed that wasn't in there. Yeah, they cleaned up the dialogue. Yeah, they changed a little bit. But Master of Unlocking's funny because if you remember, there was the DS version of Resident Evil. Which I like that version mm-hmm. too, where they just put the the full uh, PlayStation version on DS, but it but it has a mode that you unlock after you beat it called Master of Knifing, 
and you can basically go through the whole you can basically fight all the bosses with a knife and it's just a touchscreen game and it's really fun like the snake will try to bite you and you just like tap it in the mouth and it and you beat everybody with a knife and it's called master of knifing and i, I got a kick out of that because it's playing off of the the master of unlocking line and all that yeah i've actually found that game again recently when i was going through my stuff and i brought it to the disc replay i was like uh, maybe i don't know maybe i'll get Maybe also, I don't know, I just wanted to see how much it was. Probably worth. not worth very much, I wouldn't think. No, they offered me like like uh, $50 or something. Oh, shit. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it. No, I, I didn't trade it in. Because I, I really like that game. I had a lot. I mean, even yeah, like yeah, the... Yeah, games are becoming very collectible now. It's like, yeah. this is how it goes. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia for the, the handheld stuff. Like yeah. DS, DS, PSP stuff. Especially as it becomes up. more and more apparent, the age of handhelds is, is done. As we know it. Well, especially with them uh, killing the 3DS store as well. That means, I mean, if you want like any of those like Shin Megami Tensei games or like Persona Q or anything like that, those games are going to be like fucking over $100, I'm sure, at least. Well, not to mention like all the Dragon Quest games are pretty expensive too on, on DS or 3DS. For quite a while, you can get Chrono Trigger for so cheap and it's already gone way up in price. I bought it for 20 bucks, but that was like three years ago three or four years ago maybe longer i don't know it was that was that was from the square site they were selling it for 20 bucks like sealed yeah this one's and expensive now, like, now. yeah this one used, used to be able to get for like five bucks so which one's that sentinels of the starry sky dragon quest in the ds oh nine oh yeah 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 that's hard yeah that, that one's expensive too i mean all, all those dragon quest ones are expensive they're at least 100 even without the box i forget how much i got for the one that i sold that was I want to say you got like seventy dollars or something like that. Oh, I thought you got like forty for it. I thought I thought it was pretty pretty under. I always hope to get oh, yeah. through Resident Maybe Evil so. someday, and I tried. I bought it on the GameCube. I actually still own it on the GameCube. Well, I think I rebought it several years ago, but I own it. I don't have it on the. Um, I haven't rebought it for the Switch, but you know, given how I've really only successfully finished Resident Evil Four. Out of all the games, is that the only one you made it through? I guess the only, I guess the only one I made it through was Resident Evil One and Four, right? I thought you'd beaten two. No, I got all the way to the final boss and I ran out of ammo. Uh, I've beaten one, two, Code Veronica, four. I think that's it. Yeah, only yeah. I think uh, because I never played three. I played two on sixty four. Yeah. That's that's it. I mean, well, I played the remake. I, I played Resident Evil Remake, beat that, and I played the DS one, beat that one also. And I just beat Resident Evil Remake again three times. I thought I thought that all of us had had beat it on the GameCube. I guess not. No, because when I got it, I actually lived at the in the cabin in the woods, and it was too scary to play. <laughs> and then that was the game that killed my GameCube because my roommate at the time was playing it, and then he would leave it on all weekend while I was gone. Yeah, that's fucking garbage. It's terrible. One one thing I really noticed about playing uh, the Resident Evil remake this time is uh, the minim the minimal use of sound. I really like that a lot. Like there's only music sometimes in the game, and that's and that's really cool. Like you don't see that a whole lot. Where when you're walking around the mansion, most of the time there's no music at all. There's just the sound of you walking. Right. And then when is and then when like uh, zombies like appear to attack you, there's like music there. And I always thought it was really cool that like the only music you really hear is like the safe rooms. Like it's the only one that has like a constant music going through the whole thing because yeah. the, the safe rooms are supposed to like give you 
this feeling of uh, safety, obviously. Relief, a little bit serene, yep. And and the box, you know, like the boxes that are connected everywhere, and the, and that's where, you know, you can normally find extra ammo and like uh, and the ink ribbons and all that stuff in there, and, and kerosene, you know, for a lot of them, so you can burn the zombies and whatnot. Yeah, the sound design in that game was was really cool. Like how it was so silent, but then you would hear somewhere a zombie moaning. Because of the camera angles, you didn't quite know where exactly it was, but yeah, they use the sound very effectively. Yeah, and and they'll do like uh, where yeah, because the camera angles from a certain way. Sometimes you'll see a shadow move, and you don't know what it is. You don't know if it's a body or not, or you'll hear like a sound of like a of like the windows like making noises, like a like blowing around and you hear, you hear like tapping and rattling and you don't know what it actually is. Or sometimes there's birds in cages that like make noises when you walk past and then later they'll get out and try to kill you. And yeah, it's really cool. Like establishing the, the world and all that. And this, uh, I'll, I'll definitely talk about this one more when we get to our actual episode, just cause it's an indie game and I want to tell everybody about it, but there's a game called Signalis that just came out like last week and I ended up buying it. And it's really good. Like, it's basically, like, if anybody likes Resident Evil and wish that there was a new Resident Evil game on Switch, buy this game. Because it feels like going from the Resident Evil remake to this game, they feel like the exact same game. Like, it has the same... Well, there's some things that are different. Like, uh, you can play it in tank controls if you want to, but I've been playing, like, where you just go wherever you point. And all of it's top-down, so it's not as hard to figure out which way you're going. But uh, you only you only have uh, six you only have six places in your bag and that's it. You can only carry six things at once. You you can only you, there's no auto saves. You only save at a at a certain computer. There's no ink ribbons, so they got rid of that, which I'm fine with that. You can save as much as you want. But once you die, you die. And it has like minimal there's like minimal audio unless anybody attacks you. And then there's and then there's like music and stuff like that. And it's basically like. It's like, what if you were a replicant from from, uh, from Blade Runner, but what if the replicants, instead of like getting old and dying, they turned into zombies? That's basically what this game is, and it's really fucking cool. And there's these, uh, you like find things that trigger memories, and you actually will walk through stuff in a first-person world, and you discover things in that way. Like, they have a really cool way where it'll flip from like the top down to like a first-person thing, and you can walk through and find things that will that will end up coming back to to the present time that you're working in. It's really neat. Like I've actually really been enjoying it a lot. It's gotten a lot of really really high praise and it, it I don't think I would have liked it as much if I didn't go from Resident Evil to this game because I'd be like, "Oh wait, this this is a fucking Resident Evil game. This is the same game." It's like kind of how I felt about Dead about Dead Space when I first played that game because that was pretty much Resident Evil except you could run and shoot. You could actually control right, you know, along around the time of like Resident Evil 5, which had terrible controls, but wanted you to... I mean, it had the same controls as 4, but they made it even more of an action game where it just didn't work. Like, it was like they're trying to make a... Mac, or not Max Payne, uh, that other guy. Uh, they're trying to make, like, an Uncharted game that played like shit. That's, that's what I felt like with the Resident Evil 5. And with with all the Resident Evil stuff on being on sale, I really thought about, like, trying to get... Trying to that get trying to do that one again. I mean, there's a, there's a demo for 5, which I still yeah. haven't played. But I know it doesn't do. I know it isn't like the true like um, strafe and aiming control that it should have. And I hated. I, it. I, I hated that for. I hated that one the first time I played it. It was free on PlayStation Three, even on PS Plus, and I tried playing it and I fucking hated it. I was like, this game is garbage. I guess I never played Six, which is supposed to be even worse. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm probably I don't know, maybe 
10 or 15 hours of experience in five with my roommate's PS3. Well, you played uh, it with Otis, Otis, right? I mean, it's yeah. a lot better if you play it if you play it co-op. If you're playing single player with the two co-op mode. with the two, well, I mean, you have to control two characters. They basically the game is essentially made to be a co-op game, and then they yeah. added a really shitty AI that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. Yeah. I play I played with just the AI, and I, it was fine. It just didn't feel like well, you beat I, I you, you beat that one though, right? I remember you telling me that you beat Resident Evil Five. I didn't beat it. I got pretty far into it, and then I just got bored of it. Oh, well, plus, like I said, the AI was so shitty. Like, I can't remember what the puzzle was, but I was just having a really hard time. It was some puzzle where you had to, you know, pull these chains to open doors and all this crap. And I'm like, I'm over this. I just, it might have been just because you read it online, but I remember you saying, like, the best thing about beating the game was that you get to, because once you beat the game, you get the option to not have a second person. You can play through it all by yourself. And you said that was oh, the really? best. That was the best thing about it was that you can you can get rid of your annoying uh, AI companion <laughs> on a, on a new game plus. It looked fantastic, and I mean, when you know all the previews for it and stuff, all the the teasers made it look like it was going to be so cool. Because holy shit, this it's like bright daylight and there's zombies. You know, yeah, like but... that's the whole that's a whole different feel. How are they going to make this work? Well, it turns out it turned it to a completely different game, really. Yeah, I mean, it was. I guess it was more in line of like a progression of four, but just straight up more like a duck and cover shooter at this point. Yeah, I felt like they went a little bit too far into the action world. Well, also it was like, uh, like I said, when I was playing it, I felt like it wanted to be Uncharted, but it controlled yeah. like shit. Like it didn't control. War. It didn't control like a shooter. It controlled like Resident Evil Four. It still had the tank controls, so it sucks. Like it's, it's like, well, you want this to be an action game, but. The way the way you're controlling it is not is not making it that like you can't. It makes it much harder to move and and most of the time I died was because of how bad the controls were. So it's just like okay, whatever. Because like I felt like Resident Evil Four was a good like mix between like the survival horror and action enough. It had a good like mix of it, but then after that they just went straight into action and they just kind of left the the uh, survival horror stuff, which is what makes me really appreciate something like Signal Signalis. And also the games like Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2, I thought, like, went more back to the survival horror. Even though you d- you don't really have to worry about the amount of stuff you have in your bags and all that. I mean, it, you have a lot more spaces and all that, but still. It's less action. It does have a little bit more uh, puzzle-y stuff in there. But I recommend playing it again. You know, I mean, I know it's, like, pretty nostalgic, I guess, this game. Because it was all something that we played, like, what, 20 years ago? But it was something I really, really wanted to... I really wanted to try again because, like I said, it was in my sealed folder. And it's nice to finally pull a game out of my sealed folder. I was like, this one, I played it. I played it for 12 hours and I beat it. I don't know if I'll go through and beat it again. Maybe later. Not right now. But maybe a few years down the road, I'll do that again. Or maybe I'll just play the GameCube version. Because I feel like the GameCube one's a little bit better. Which, that's most things. It's like when we heard about the Tales of Symphonia game coming out. That runs better on GameCube than the remake as well. So, Yeah. But I, but I definitely uh, recommend giving it a look. Like it's on sale for like eight bucks, like a lot of times whenever they're on sale. And don't buy it for twenty; it's like twenty regularly. But if you can get it on sale, it's fun to go through. And it's a uh, yeah. And I still like, even though I even though I kind of knew what was going on in the game, there were still a lot of jump scares. And there's just like once you get towards the end, it gets a little ridiculous. Like it's just kind of I don't know. That whole end part is just like kind of out there. Like, all the shit you have to do. Like, once you get to the laboratory and the tunnels and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, and the sharks. I forgot about the zombie sharks and all that. 
That part's cool. Where you gotta like uh, drain the water because there's these giant sharks (laughs) moving around, and you have to you have to run through them, and then you go through this whole segment. They're like, uh, I I was gonna try to go through it without looking at anything online, but once you get to a point where everything's like so fucking obscure that you just wouldn't figure it out, I had to. Because the thing with the sharks where they're trying to break through the through the glass, you have to like turn this vent at like one thing, and if you don't do it in like fifty seconds, you die and and there's like no save by there. So like stuff like that you just have to look at it. Otherwise you're gonna otherwise you're just gonna be annoyed for forever just trying to get through it. Hey, hey you! It's me, Mario! Yeah, you! <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over!